Yo, 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 what's going on? Hey, man, yeah, back again. Back, back again. Bumblebee Podcast, yeah, yeah. How's it's it BDL. going? Yeah, it's Ed. How's it going? How's it going, man? Good, man, good. Did you enjoy the end of the World Cup? Uh, no, but... Why? Yeah, well, England wasn't in it, isn't it, man? So, Damn right, England wasn't in it. Man, man, you need you need to, like, stop with that, man. Like, I Damn know. right. You feel like you're you're basically a troll. I figured you out, man. You're basically a troll. No, I really wanted Croatia to win in the uh, finals. Well, you wanted, you wanted, yeah, because you had money on it. That's why. But yeah, but you really. you're really supporting like Colombia as well, and you probably support Sweden as well. You basically supporting anyone who wasn't England. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want England to win. Why? We spoke about this before. Yeah, yeah, but not didn't really get down to it though. Like, why? What is it? I don't think they deserve it. Man. What do you mean deserve it? They didn't. Deserve, come on, man. Look at the way they played against Croatia. Yeah, like took the lead in the first five minutes. And then just gave about? up, man. Completely it, destroyed the midfield. The midfield just got battered. It didn't, and it didn't give up. It's just Croatia. They were just better, you know. Like England played their part. Croatia were just better, you know. Exactly. So, so not Croatia deserved up. it. Yeah, but it's not giving up, you know. If but, England got through, they would have deserved it. But you know. are you happy with the results that France beat Croatia? Then no, I kind of wanted Croatia to win myself. You know, just well, like because it will be different. Yeah, right? you know, like a fresh like a fresh like for once it won't be one of the usual strong teams that have won it. Basically, yeah, like it would have been. I think, but Croatia they were getting a bit like bullish as well. You know, I think even after they beat England, they are kind of like, oh yeah, like you underestimated us, like all this stuff. Like you kept seeing us coming home. Like they kind of didn't get. I think like. You know, just Instagram, Twitter, all the memes that are popping up about it coming home. I think they kind of took that as like, we are like, just already looking past them, which maybe we were, but like, just like, cause it's optimistic, you know, for once, like probably last, probably like the first time in like, since Euro 96, England have been doing well at a tournament. And it's kind of like people just been getting excited about it, you know, people getting happy. It was mad, but. I think the thing yeah, is man. with the finals as well is that, um, the first two goals, man, they shouldn't have been goals, really. One of them was their own goal, right? Uh, yeah, and then the other yeah. one was a penalty that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, dodgy penalty. That, like, come yeah, on, yeah. a lot of people, that penalty shouldn't have happened, man. No, yeah, yeah. Like it would have been 2-2 yeah. two, two at full time. It would have gone to extra time. Oh, you don't, you don't know that. Why, why are you saying it so specifically like that? Well, because if you think about because it... Because like, what? Hold on. Well, it would have like, been 2-2 two, two, and it would have gone extra time. You don't know. You don't know. What do you mean? It, uh, based on the, the scores they ended with, if the own goal and the penalty didn't happen... Based on that, it would have yeah. been it would have been two two, not four two. Right? Well, why is an own goal a bad thing? Like the penalty, like that's like that's like just bad refereeing. Own goal, that's just football, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and that was by like one of the main guys as well. Yeah, right? Manzuk, the one guy who scored the winning goal against. Like he was carrying the team for the tournament, right? What Manzukic? Was he helping? He was, the team? No, I wouldn't say he's carrying the team. Like Modric was the best player. Like their midfield was like is excellent, really. You know. Yeah. Like Modric really plays Real Madrid. Like Rakitic is really a Barcelona. Yeah, all the midfield plays for like the big teams, right? Uh, no, I don't think like Bebic. I don't think he does. But I heard like he probably will be after like the transfer window's done. Like Perisic, he plays for Inter Milan, but they're not great at the moment. But they're still like a great team. Man United won the Bayern as well, so that could be interesting. But Bebic, like he's he, I imagine he's going to be bought by someone soon. You know, he was pretty good. He had a good tournament. Yeah, fair enough. That's why they beat England. Their midfield, you know, like they just controlled the play. And our midfield, we didn't really have any creative players. Like like Henderson, I think he he was more he's less defensive than Dyer, but also he's not really like um that midfielder could control the game, you know? Like like I say a Jack Wilshire would have been good. But ah well, it's just one of those things, you know. Like I'm still I'm still happy like with how the tournament went for England. So did did Harry Kane get the golden boot? 
Yeah, yeah. People saying it's like the worst golden boot ever, but because it was all like penalties and and yeah. headed, it wasn't like, he didn't do any strikes. No, he got like I think like I mean it's all like most of it was like set pieces, either penalties or off a corner or yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It was all in the group stages. I think now nah, was there a penalty against Colombia? Can't be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's all like he deserved it anyway. He got the most goals, whatever. Like it is what it is, man. First golden boot for an English player since like is it. I can't remember, was it 90 or of ni- or 86? Like, Gary Lineker got it. I can't remember, but yeah. Was Gary Lineker an actual, like, was he actually a good player? I think he, like, for England, he's, like, um, maybe the third highest goal scorer ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think, yeah, he played, did he go to Barcelona, I think, like, um, in his career? Like, obviously, Tottenham's Tottenham. He probably won a few cups. Didn't, didn't, don't think he won a league or anything, but he, he did get bought by Barcelona, I think. So yeah, he was he was like yeah one of the best strikers in the world when he was at his peak for sure. You know, uh, no yeah, no exaggeration there. He was really good. Like, it's hard to imagine because he's just like that TV guy now, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. So people are cussing at Harry Kane for like his golden boot, basically. Yeah, no, yeah, but like there were worse golden boots, but yeah, it wasn't like um, say Ronaldo from like was it two thousand two when he or won like Hamez four years like, ago. Hamez, yeah, yeah, Hamez. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Hammers had that great goal, like in the, was it the round of 16? Was it against Uruguay, I think, mm. that great goal? Yeah. Yeah, like Harry Kane didn't really have that, but still, he, he got six goals, you know, and penalties, you still have to have the bottle to put them away, so it is what it is. But yeah, like it was just, it was just saying earlier, it was good to, like, to feel good about following England at a tournament again, you know, like they didn't play like fantastic, like as in, they weren't like the best team in the tournament, maybe like Belgium were, but England played good. They played to the level, they didn't embarrass themselves like they did the previous tournament where they just bottled it against Iceland, you know? They did they did their thing. They went as far as they could. Yeah, no real complaints, you know? No real complaints. Fair enough. No dodgy penalty shootout. No stupid mistake, you know? No, no like sending off, whatever. No scapegoat, it's just, yeah, just lost the game of football, you know? Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. Yeah. Moving on from World Cup. Yeah, you can end your trolling now. Football did, Cup's over. Do you uh, watch Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah, I always do, man. Yeah, like watched it man, just before the final. I really, like, like a lot of people, I really wanted Federer to win his 21st Grand Slam. Yeah, like, yeah, you all over Federer last week, man. Man, I, you know, the thing is, if not Federer, then Nadal. But no. Now, people don't give Djokovic enough respect, man. Fucking Djokovic. What do you mean? What's that? What's that? What do you mean? What's, the, what's for Come the on, fuck? no one likes Djokovic. Why, yeah, why not? I don't, that's what I'm saying. You know what it is? You know what? Like, he's boring to watch. He's a boring player, man. Not really. Not re- well, he's, he's like, um, he's one of the best returners ever, you know? Like, I'm not talking about technically. He's one of the best tennis players But I mean, ever. like, his style is like, he, re- he mostly returns and like, relies on mistakes. Like, that's what, He's, I suppose, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's Federer is Federer in itself. But Nadal's kind of like that, but Nadal's like all action. He just all over the like, place, like power. Like, he, he looks dynamic, where Djokovic just looks simple in his game. Like, and Federer's, he's like a, an attacking player who goes for winners a lot. Djokovic, though, man. Like, yeah, listen, man, no one denies Djokovic is obviously, he's a robot, he's a machine, man. Mm. But you'd rather watch Nadal or Federer, you know what I mean? So, and I think in terms of personality, though, people like Nadal and Federer. They don't really like 
Djokovic's personality. No, but there I was think... rumours that he's a bit of a dick, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't get along with Murray, right? No, they they grew up in a tour together. Yeah, they get on. I heard they don't get along. No, I, I haven't heard that they don't get on. Like, I heard, I, I, that's what I heard. Yeah. But then I know that like, Federer doesn't get along with him. Nadal doesn't get along with what, him. What, Djokovic? Yeah. No, I think, I don't know. I think maybe that's true. But just remember I said last week, when Djokovic was at his peak, no one could touch him, you know? Like, he, he was at his peak when Nadal and Federer were at their peaks and he was he just obliterated them, you know? Well, I don't know about obliterated. They no, still beat him. No, they couldn't. Like, when like, he was at his on. peak... When Federer and Djokovic, they have pretty much uh, a 50-50 score against each other. Yeah, but look how long Federer's been on top. Like, Djokovic, what I'm saying is, yeah, he's had, like, two periods in his career where he was just, like, unbeatable. Like, and no one could touch him. I think first one was like maybe early part of this decade. He just, he started the year off like undefeated until like the French Open semi-finals or something like that. And then like just went on one Wimbledon and then one like the US Open. I think, yeah, he had like some mad end of year record of like 80 something wins and like maybe six losses or something like that. At the end, and in a calendar year, that's mad. And like to go, to win that many matches, like it takes its toll because the more you win in tennis, the more matches you play and the, and the more physically drained you are. Mm. Like, whereas like say football, like everyone plays, like Premier League when Arsenal did it, yeah? Like Hola, like under Invisible as well. Yeah, like so when Arsenal did it, like we, we played the same amount of games as everyone else. So like we couldn't really say, unless you count like cups in European football or whatever, but you couldn't really say that we were, we were more drained than everyone else, but we still managed to do it because everyone plays 38 games. We just managed to stay undefeated. But with Djokovic, to stay undefeated and to win as many games, it will take its toll on you because by, by virtue of winning, you play more games. Someone who gets knocked out in the quarterfinals, they have like a few days rest before the next tournament. But like you, you win, you play on a Saturday or a Sunday, the next tournament starts on a Monday or a Tuesday and then you just got to carry on again, you know? It's mad, but he, he did that like, that first period, he just went undefeated for long. The second period, it was just like undisputed top dog, like no real rival. But like Nadal and Federer, they had each other, innit, man? They cancel each other out. And they, like, in terms of presentation, they are such different characters. Like Nadal's kind of like the rough, the rough guy, like big rough guy. And Federer's kind of like the, the more, like, it seems like the more, um, I don't even know, like refined. Mm. Or two. Like probably off court they're different, whatever, but like that's how they present themselves and it it kind of gives people like they could either choose one or the other what they prefer, you know, because they're they're almost like at least in how they present themselves, they're like almost opposites, you know. So I yeah. think that's why they need like they they built off each other. They're they're legends because of each other, you know, as well as themselves. I mean it I think in general people want to watch them, man. That's why there was an excitement because people were like, you know, because of the draw we could be watching a Nadal versus yeah, yeah, Federal that, final. Yeah, but that makes my point. Pe- people want to watch them against each other, you know? Yeah. Like, sure, like, if one of them wins, great, but they wanted they want Nadal and Federer against each other because, like, back in the day, we have... I say back in the day, I don't know, like, last decade, whatever. They, they made classic finals against each other, you know? No, but that's what I'm saying. People enjoy watching them more than Djokovic. No, but what I'm saying is they enjoy watching them together like Djokovic didn't have when he was on top there was no one who could like rival him like Nadal and Federer rivaled each other that's why people don't have really taken to him because 
there's not this, that this, drama. This, you know? I don't know. I think there's also something about his personality on court, man. Like he's definitely not as likable as Nadal or Federer individually. But I don't like, know. Like when you watch, like, like you know, like you know, you watch. I don't know French Opens, and there's no rivalry for Nadal there. But you know what I mean, like because he's great and he obviously dominates that game. You want him to win, and like. But what I'm talking about is the whole of tennis, not just Wimbledon. Like, say, the Dow and Federer, they face each other all over the world. Even the Dow, a lot of his French Open victories have been over Federer in the final. Like I said last week, like, the Dow's the greatest clay court player of all time, but people also said that Federer was the second best. It's just that he plays in the era of Nadal, you know? So, like, they, they, were, they were rivals. Like, those two were rivals pretty much every, in every Grand Slam for, like, mm. a long period of time. So, what you're saying is, do you, what, you think that if there was a rival for Djokovic, yeah. that he would be as well-liked, basically? I think, yeah, if there was someone, like, say, like... But you don't think Murray's a... Uh... Nah, he's not on... Come on, he's not on... He's, he's great for Britain. Like, yeah. The best but why is he always included in the top four, then? Because, like, those four were always in the semifinals of, like, Grand Slams. Like, more or less, like, there was those four who competed in the semifinals. Right. And, like, more often than not, Murray would lose out to one of those three in the semifinals. Mm. So, like, he he can't say he's on their level because I think Djokovic now, I think Wimbledon made that his 13th Grand Slam. Like, Nadal's on 17. I think Federer's on 20. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And Murray's on three. So, so like... Yeah. So, you can't really... You he, can't compare him. No, nah, he's on... He's, like... Still, probably the fourth best player of this era, but basically, if Nadal not. didn't dominate French Opens, he wouldn't have anywhere near. He like Djokovic would be ahead of him. Well, yeah, Nadal has like eleven. Yeah, French Opens, isn't it? So, yeah, but yeah, still, but I think six of Djokovic's are like Australian Opens. He's, I think, oh, really? he's maybe won the most or joint most Australian Opens. Like Federer, he's dominated. Like I think, actually, saying that, obviously, he's dominated Wimbledon, but I think he's won a lot of US Opens as well, so. Yeah, he has, yeah. I think he's only won one French Open. Yeah, no, definitely, he's only one. And that was when Nadal was, was injured. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, um, all right, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people also say like the same thing, right? That, you know, Djokovic is boring to watch and stuff. Man, I, I know a lot of people say it, but for me, they're wrong. They're don't wrong. Don't wrong, man. Like, this guy is a robot. Like, the way he slides all over the court. Man. And you just think, this guy's never gonna get the shot because it's so wide, and he just because he's so he actually uses his height to his advantage. Man, because like you'd think, oh, he's too tall, whatever, but he slides, and he like I don't know understand how he doesn't injure his knees and his ankles when he slides because he just slides and gets it all the time. Hey, bro, I, I play tennis, like man, like he the what he does, like how he gets the ball, and it, not just he's he's like stretching, like doing a split virtually, yeah. just to, to hit the ball up. And he and gets it, it on the line. Yeah, land it all the time. Like so often he does this. Like how do, how is this guy doing that? Like Do you think it's practice? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like he, he can't it's not a fluke, but it's like like when he was when he had those that run in the early part of this decade, yeah. the amount of times he did that, like mid I know, all those thirtieth unbeaten game, like fortieth, like all those tournaments, yeah, like he could have been beaten so many times. And somehow he just slight like stretch, slide stretch, get that ball up. And then it'll just land just in front of the line. And then the point pretty much starts all over again, you know? And then he'd win it. And it's like, man, like, it's the thing. That's the, I was saying, like, he, you need a rival. Like, he, like, he was untouchable, you know? If, I think he probably, if he pulls ahead, if he gets on another run and pulls ahead of Federer, then, then he'll get that respect. 
in the same way, like Serena, for instance, she does. She didn't really have a rival, like in terms of like trophies or someone to compete with. But because she's like so far ahead of everyone else, she gets that respect. I mean, you know what? I don't understand. Sometimes she gets to the finals and she just gets battered. Yeah, like she like that's the thing. Like with like Cause she just she dominates everyone up until the finals, and it's like she just her game just changes in the finals, man. Nah, but I think to be honest, it's pretty good that she didn't win in a way for the game, because like you can't just have a baby come back and then just instantly win. I mean, the you can time. if you're Serena Williams. Nah, but yeah, she but didn't. I mean, like <laughs> it, that that like what would that say about everyone else who's won a tournament for the last year or so that Serena's been off? You know. Kind of well, invalidates me- them. Uh. Well, I mean, if you're the best, you're the best, man. Yeah, no, you know but what like, I mean? it's still, it's, yeah, but it's not at this. It's like levels, isn't it? Like, it, it should. Yeah, but you can't, you can't. I mean, listen, if that's what she is. That's what she is, man. No, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not disputing like she's great, her greatness. But I'm just saying, like, you shouldn't. Be, it shouldn't be like you have like you play four tournaments, like, or you have, you don't even win them, but you play four tournaments, and then you're up to the level that you can win a Grand Slam. You know, like after well, one year off. It should because like professional tennis, like it should like that elite level. It should, it should take in theory. It should take a lot to be to be the yeah, best. Yeah, I mean, what, what, does, what, what does that say about the current younger generation who's currently playing? You know, that's, like, that's yeah, like no, but that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, but that's what yeah, exactly. So like, you know, like it's like, you know, why aren't the younger players anywhere near as good as you know Djokovic, Nadal, or Federer? I mean, it's like. No, but we're talking about the women's game, though. But like, yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm talking about across tennis overall. Right? You're talking about like, and it's just that applies to the whole thing, right? Like the younger generations in women and men's tennis haven't been able to play as good as you know. And then a lot of people are saying, oh, they'll get the chance when the older lot retire. But all that means is that the younger lot are just nowhere near as the older lot, even in their old age. So you basically, the standards aren't even as high, which means you have to wait until they retire. That's the only but way, it's, it's which is ridiculous. But it's not the same as the men's and the women's game. Like when the younger generation, the women's game, they do come through. Cause like even when Serena was still around, she wasn't winning everything. Like you still would get like, I don't know, like Gabby Muguruva. Yeah, like, but that's the same on men's there. as well though. Like they weren't winning everything. No, but they like for the past like, I don't even know, since well into the previous decade, like I think apart from Federer, Nadal and Djokovic, like you've had Murray with three, Wawrinka with three, Chilich with one, Del Potro with one. Who won US Opens last year? That was Federer. No, he didn't, did he? Yeah, no, wait, no, he won Australian no. and Wimbledon. No, Nadal won US Open last year. Nadal won US Open last year. Yeah, so Nadal sure. won uh, French Open and US Open yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So like, yeah, like, so th- those those three guys have dominated over the last like 15 or so years, let's say, like middle of like, well into the previous decade. So what you're saying is that there's a more variety, more like kind of variety of women who play Yeah, in the, in the women's that, game, that, it's literally that. been Serena. Like she's dominated. Like there have yeah. been players who come up, but she's dominated. She's got 23 mm. Grand Slams. And like, but yeah. you have players who've like won the Grand Slam, like even the person she lost to. She, yeah, that's Yeah, that's her third Grand Slam. Yeah. Like there's been like the previous holder, like um, she's a Spanish late, Gabby Muguruza. Like she won it last year, even though Serena. What happened to her this year? Uh, she just went out in the first round. Like, just, oh my yeah, gosh. I know. She just like it's a lot more like it's a mo- lot more erratic. Like you don't know. Like it's Serena's number one. She's top player, undisputed, more or less. But it's hard. Like you, she doesn't. It's it's not guaranteed. It's not like say Federer and Nadal. You could almost guarantee they're gonna be in and around that point. Like Federer and Djokovic, just because their track record. Like Serena, like it's not, 
in the same way, you know, because she hasn't, she hasn't had a Nadal or Djokovic, like someone who's on that supposed level, to be her sister, right? But even yeah. that's like she's her sister's got way less. But her, her sister's had like health issues as well. Like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, she's got like a condition. I think she almost died. Like it's good that she's playing now and still like. I think she she got to a final like earlier this year. I think yeah, it's good last that she's year, playing now. Last, last year, right? Year. Yeah. I think she got yeah, she got to a final recently, but it's just good that she's playing given her health condition, isn't it? The thing is though, like what I'm saying as well is that like the younger generation can't be as good because even when Federer was young and he was challenging an older Pete Sampras, right? He beat him. Yeah, but I think Pete Sampras was over the hill at that point. He was on the way out, so it wasn't it wasn't like like Federer. It's also like say how Federer is now. And then someone comes and beats him, like. So, what do you think? Like, it needs to, Federer needs to be older and on his way out, basically. Yeah, yeah, but also like even Pete Sampras at that time, there were other players. Like Agassi was still around then. Like Leighton Hewitt, like was the one who people were saying was going to be the next guy to dominate because he won. Like, yeah, I remember. Of, I remember that as well. Yeah, then Federer kind of came out of nowhere. Like, well, not, not really nowhere. I think he was like a good like youth player, but. He just he just wasn't doing it automatically, and then all of a sudden it clicked, and he just went on. Just, just kept road. dominating. Yeah, basically. yeah, you know. I mean, the thing is, is, that's what I'm saying. Like, no player has come out of nowhere now and just dominated. No younger player. I'm telling you, like I told, I think a few weeks ago, I said Zverev, like this German player. Yeah, he's one of the young ones. He's gonna be out. the next guy. He's gonna be, but he's like it's nine. not like he's beating all the older guys, right? He's waiting for the older guys to retire. He's not waiting. He's he's got the personality to take him on. Man. Trust. Yeah, but but in terms of like, like you know, skill and ability, he's still he's not like he's yeah. But he's only he's like nineteen twenty. Like Federer's like maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. No, nah, I don't think he was twenty when he won Wimbledon. He's like maybe twenty two, twenty three. It was under twenty four basically. Yeah, but so that gives like Zverev like three or four years. Yeah, but in three four years, all the top guys might be retired. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's not doing it now because. He, he, they can't beat the older guys, which is really strange. But then, as I said earlier, Federer, like, when he beat Sampras, Sampras was already on the way out. How know? old was Sampras, though? Like, I, I have to Google that. I have to Google that. But yeah. I don't think anyone playing as old as he is right now, right? No, nah, nah, he's, like, he's 37 this he's, year, man. Yeah, like, he's he's at the top. He's not, nah, like, he's impressive, you know. He's still a top it's, player it's, at it's this age. You know? One of the best players still, like, at his, at 37. I mean... Yeah, he's number two in the world, you know. That's crazy. Who's number one? Nadal. Nadal's what, 32, 33? Yeah, maybe, yeah, 32, 33, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Djokovic is like, like think, 30, going to retire soon? Um, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, I think he'll keep playing as long as he's competitive, you know? It would have been great if he won Wimbledon, man. Yeah. You know what, the thing about Federer yeah. as well, like, this happen, I see this happen in his game a lot, man. He was two sets up, right? Mm-hmm. And he was on match point. Yeah, yeah. And Anderson just completely came back. And I've seen that happen to him with Djokovic. I've seen that happen with so many times where he's literally one point away from winning and he's two sets up. You know, he's got two sets and the other person's got nothing. And it's just like, I don't know what, it's like he's just then waits for them to make a mistake or just to, he thinks he's automatically going to get that point easily. And then the match point just doesn't, he just doesn't get it. And then they make a comeback. And it's just like, you're so close. And you still, and it happens to him a lot. I don't know. I don't know if it's psychological with him. Yeah. But I've noticed that it happens to him. It might like, be. It might be. You know? Like he just, I don't know if he lets his guard down and he's like, oh, I'm going to get it now. It's just weird. Like it's just like you're so close, and it's just like you let them make a comeback. Yeah, like well, momentum like carries carries like something as well. Like Kevin Anderson, like he just, I suppose he just had that belief in momentum, and he's got like a 
like one of the best serves in the world as well, you know? Like when it's on. And he had no chance against Djokovic. Yeah, he, I think, well, one, like, he, you see the semi-final he played? The longest semi-final ever, yeah? Against John Isner. You heard, you heard about uh, that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think he was kind of, like, wiped out a bit. Like, even though, say, saying that, Djokovic and Nadal played, like, the second longest semi-final. But it was split over two days. And, like, Djokovic didn't have a rest, really. So it, was, it almost evened out. But I think Kevin Anderson, like, I think he was kind of wiped out from his game. Like the first two sets, like Djokovic just dominated, but he he made it more competitive in the third set. But yeah. Eisner also played that isn't really. Eisner also played that really long fucking game. Yeah, like, like well, how many was it? Like sixty some fifty. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was, it was long. I, I can't. Remember. It was really long, yeah. right? But the thing is, they don't do that in the finals, right? In the finals, you don't do sudden death, right? Um, you play two sets up. You don't go like if you get to the fifth set and you get seven seven, you just keep playing through two well, sets. Well, that's well, yeah, that's what they do. That's the semifinals as well. They, it's like, yeah, you no, just no, keep no, but they do sudden yeah. death in the semifinals. No, right? but that's that's the point. That's that's the point. Like, um, they didn't do sudden death, which is why the game kept on going on. Why did, I thought they do sudden death? No, but no, the reason why it kept on going on, I think it might be just Wimbledon that they do it now, but the reason why it kept on going on is because they don't do sudden death. It's in the fifth set, they don't, in, in the previous sets, they do. But in the fifth set, you have to win by two clear games. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that only happened in the final match in Wimbledon. No, no, but that's the point. That's why Isner and like Anderson and Isner and Nicholas Mahout years ago, that's why it just kept going on because it wasn't. there's no sudden death and it has to be two clear games. So they just kept playing until someone had two clear games. I thought the Isner game years ago was, it was sudden death, but no, they couldn't no. clear each other off two points. You still have to do two points up, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so I yeah. thought they couldn't clear each other. No, no, it was games. They played games. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's like, you, if it was sudden death and it went to 70, it wouldn't be as long as like games, isn't it? Because obviously games is like, like the first to like basically four points. Man, Isner's got a, a thing for like playing really long games, man. Yeah, yeah. But they should have changed the rules after that, like first time with Nicholas Mahout. But I don't know. I think they might change it now because, yeah, that it kind of wiped him out for the final. You know, they should change it now. Anyway. What do you think should be sudden death? I don't know. Like maybe I saw like I think Tim Henman was talking about like it doesn't have to be like say the previous sets where it's a tie like um, where it's a tiebreaker. Well, see, yeah, it's a tiebreaker, not sudden death. Anyway, but it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be like maybe they the first, they play up to like say. 12 games and then afterwards it's a tiebreaker like so it doesn't have to be automatically at 6-6 like it is for like the previous sets but yeah they should do something anyway man like they, like especially the semi-finals you want the finals to be competitive you don't want just the structure of the tournament to affect the finals you know we'll tie them up basically. yeah 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 man mm, but yeah, yeah Wimbledon's over like Djokovic I'm glad he won because I suppose like Federer's won one Nadal's won one Djokovic has got one. Like they're the three best players, and it oh, kind you mean of feels this, right. You mean this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because Australian Open again was Federer. Yeah. French Open, obviously. Yeah. Nadal, and then now Djokovic. So basically, US Open's left. Yeah, Murray could come back and win that. No, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, why? Why not? You know, why not? He's, he's not that good, man. Like, it, Murray, he, he is still the fourth best player of this era. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Of course he is. It's, it's like he, he is. Like that's why. I Remember we talked earlier the top four, isn't it, man? He is the he is the fourth best player of this era. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, man. I think you think you're hating on everything that comes from these islands, man. No, I don't know. You're like England, nah. Like semi-finals, like nah. It's just Murray. I, mean, I would nah. say that, like you said, if you had like 
more grand slams, man. Yeah, but he has like he has the same amount of grand slams as the next player, like which is. So why isn't the next player considered one of the top? Because uh, I think when he won it, like the, no one else was at their peak. Like if Nadal was out for a bit, like he's still he's still good. He's got it, you know. But and he, I think he did beat like Djokovic, maybe I think a couple times. He has beat Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, to win stuff as well. So yeah, like it is. He deserves it, but fit Murray. Didn't he just come back from injury and he's injured again? With Wawrinka or Murray? No, Murray. No, he's not injured. I think he just didn't want to, like, he knew that if he played Grand Slam tennis, like, best of five, it would, like, it wouldn't help him for the rest of the year. So he had to pull out Wimbledon. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I think it's better for him, like, because it's, it's not just about, it's one tournament, it's his career, isn't it? So, yeah, better for him. But yeah, what, and yeah, plus, oh yeah, Murray's got the Olympics. He's got, has he got two Olympic golds, I think? I can't yeah, remember. I think Federer has never won Olympics, has nah, he? Not, not as a singles player. He's won it as like a, a, a doubles, doubles. Yeah, with Vavrenka. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw, I think Agassi's the only one who's won all Grand Slams and Olympic gold medal singles. I think Federer wants that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, at this stage, it's like, no matter what happens, people are still going to say Federer is the GOAT. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing. It's like Serena lost in this Wimbledon. So what? No one's going to be, oh, yeah, Kerber was, you know, People are going to talk about Serena Williams' 23 Grand Slams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't take anything away. They've already proven themselves, man. Yeah, but I suppose if Nadal won Wimbledon, then people will be thinking of him like maybe the GOAT. Because he could, he's younger, he could overhaul Federer's like tally, you know? That is very true. I mean, if he keeps winning French Opens, yeah. basically, he just guaranteed, just keep winning French Opens. Yeah, apparently, I think they're, they're redeveloping, like, um, but was it Roland Garros? I think they're re Roland Garros. They're redeveloping it. So I think I was seeing this year when he won it. This is the last time he's gonna. He's won. He's, this is the last tournament he's gonna play, where he's gonna be used to the surroundings. You know, because they're gonna. I think they're maybe gonna put a roof on it. Maybe do some other stuff. Oh, you think it's gonna change his game? Well, I don't know about. Well, playing under a roof is apparently different. You know, but yeah, like if it's gonna. It might, it's not going to be the same place that he's always been to, you know. Where is it? The French Opens? Yeah, Roland Garros. Where Roland in I think, I think just outside of Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never been there for, like, yeah, I'd like to go there one day. But yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be good. Yeah, man, yeah. Oh, well, Federer. Yeah. yeah. Next year. Hey, man, I'm happy for Djokovic. He needs, he needs to get more respect, man. He needs to put some respect on his name. Yeah. Man, just trolling. Trolling. Yeah. Anyway, what else have we going on, man? Man, did you see... Uh, how busy it was in Central with Trump here in London. Yeah, man. Like, you know what? I was on the canal, like, when all the helicopters were flying over. It was over. so busy, man. Yeah, man. It's, like, mad, like, all those, like, military helicopters. And then his one, like, President, what's it, United States of America, like, President of United States of America or whatever on the helicopter. People flew in and came to London just to protest against him. Yeah, well, yeah, he gets mad hate, man. But, yeah, not, not undeserved. the first time an American president's come to London and gone in that kind of... Reception. Well, I don't know. Like, I can't remember what George Bush is like. Time I don't think there was. I don't think there was protests though. For George Bush. Not like that. I, I don't mean, know. We were probably protesting against Tony Blair, anyways. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure George Bush had a lot of protests. You know, I can't no, remember. I, that I don't actually. think there's been a reception like this though. This is ridiculous. Nah, nah. Trump. Yeah, it's a it was, different level. But it George was so Bush. So busy, man. People forget how hated George Bush was. You know, I think George Bush is like kind of seen in a better light because, like, of Trump in a way, but. George Bush got mad hate, man. Well, yeah, he did. But, I mean, the level of protest this was, though, I mean, you couldn't even move through central London. It was so packed. Uh, well, you were in, you're in central. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I think cars couldn't couldn't get through and, like, 
it was like you know there was it was just insane you couldn't it took you hours to get from one place to the other um and it was just for this you know this protest basically i wasn't i wasn't around for then man i wasn't around for that like it's crazy but he's gone now anyways right yeah yeah i think he he went to finland to meet putin after their world cup final Mm, well there you go yeah huh uh i said like there you go yeah 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 like yeah i don't know man i don't know like like, yeah, London, they go out. They go all out for their shit, man. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, like, I'm glad he's gone anyway. Like, I'm glad he's gone. Like, messing up the streets. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think, like, I don't know. Like, what, what, now he's saying, like, he's friends with Russia and all this kind of stuff. And... Yeah, being nice. Like, I suppose, saying nice things about the World Cup. Apparently, yeah, apparently people saying it's the best ever. Like, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think... Yeah, with Trump and Putin, I don't know. Like, I suppose the investigation into, like, is it collusion in the election is still going on. You know, like, a few important people have been indicted. Like, yeah, we'll just have to let it unfold, you know. I think he's just doing things to, like, make sure he still has relationships after he's done with his presidency. I don't think he actually cares about the presidency. But I'm saying that, you know, do you see the trade restrictions and embargoes he put on China and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some. I and think he's, he's like sparking a war in China, basically, like a right? Trade war, trade war. Right? Well, yeah, and like, it's stupid because almost everything's made in China, basically. Well, he's talking a lot about doing the same in Europe as well. Have you, but you know, the, you see that the uh, Make America Great Again caps that he used for his campaign? Uh, they're made in China. They're made in China. <laughs> they're made in China, and now the price of them has gone fucking ridiculously high in America. Oh, isn't really? that some, yeah, isn't that some ironic shit? Oh, oh, but, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, his fucking Make America Great hats are made in China, and he's like, we should put trade restrictions on China, you idiot. That is kind of dumb. That is kind of dumb. It's so dumb. Like, maybe you should have checked where your flags are being made as well, man. Everything's made in China. Yeah. Well, I suppose for him, he's going to be like, we're going to bring these jobs back to America, isn't it? But it'd probably still be expensive. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know how that would work. Because a lot of those jobs in America, the people don't really want. But I guess this, America's massive, right? There's a lot of poor areas where they need jobs. Yeah, like, so. my money is distributed because it's all one country. So, like... Like like hot economic centers like say California, like New York, like money gets distributed from them to like say poorer states. I mean that's how it should work. Yeah, Nebraska, it? like I guess. I mean that doesn't happen in Europe, which is why well, Europe. Well, it kind of does, but no, in, a, in, a, not, in a sense of loans. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work the same way, which is why like you got countries like, um, you know, Greece, Greece and and Italy and stuff that doesn't make any money, and then you got powerhouses like Germany. Yeah. That makes a lot of money, you know what I mean? It just doesn't doesn't work out the same way. So, well, so you're, you're anti-EU, yeah? No, 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 I'm very pro-EU, but I'm just like, they need to fix that. They need to sort something out for that. And obviously, the UK leaving Brexit doesn't fucking help, does it? Nah, nah, I suppose, like, from what you're saying, it doesn't make sense to have, like, an econ- economy that's tired when you're not politically tired in the same yeah, way. Yeah, like, it, how yeah. does it, how does it... They need to unite, man. Like, for the Euros to work, for Euros to work, like... They need to get closer I, together, the, yeah. I, Well, the idea was that we are all European, right? That was the idea. The idea is that, like, the economy's tired, but we're all tired and we help each other out. But it doesn't happen. Well, the idea was, like, stop stop wars between, like, European nations by yeah. joining, joining the nations closer together, you know? Has that happened? Has that worked? Well, yeah, there hasn't been a war, like, 
amongst at least amongst those like European countries since it happened, didn't it? So well, then there we go. It worked, then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, but then like more more than that, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like I suppose as I was saying earlier, you can't. It, it won't. It probably won't work unless like there's a stronger political union. But then that means like losing your nation's sovereignty. And a lot of countries don't really want that, you know. Like, especially, I think that's one of the reasons why people from the UK, like, want voted leave, as well as just a whole lot of racist and xenophobic shit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like a lot of like just sovereignty and issues with that. That's just an issue that I think that even on mainland Europe that affects how people feel about the EU. You know, like I think France, like they're not they're not as positive about it as they were, mm. like. Countries that aren't doing well, then definitely not that positive. Like Italy, for instance, like loads of like anti-EU parties, like just keep doing well in elections. You know, like obviously Greece has their issues as well. Yeah, yeah man, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's interesting. I still would have said like Britain to stay in, but but I think like leaving, the, some of the reasons for leaving weren't really like strong for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but it was also based on a lot of lies as well, man. Didn't they, they, they get in trouble because they did like illegal yeah, spending yeah. on on the campaigns. Like they spent more than they should have, basically. Yeah, vote like, leave. Yeah, fun, yeah, vote leave. They like funneled the money through other youth groups and organisations and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. It's a bit dodgy. That's oh, completely dodgy, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Based on lies, basically. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, like but people believe that and they basically were fucked. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. When do we go? Is it next year we're leaving? Yeah, I think it has to be next year. Like, maybe March next should year. Should they keep delaying it? Um, That's no. what else supposed to happen by now. No, no, I think, like, when when she, like, um, formally, like, uh, I can't remember what, what the um, clause was. When she, like, enacted the clause, it gave us two years to negotiate our exit. And then I think if it's not negotiated, then I'm not sure what happens, really. Man. Oh, gosh, we're being led by fucking monkeys, man. Yeah, like I was saying last week, man, this whole thing's kind of exposed the fact that these people aren't as good as, like, at least I used to think they were, you know? At least, you know what I mean, you know? Yeah, but we knew like that. We always no, no that. but I mean, like, but I don't know, like, for, I didn't. Like, for me, I f like, the differences between, like, say, like, a, a Tory or whatever, or, like, Labour or, or all of them, I thought it was more of a values thing, a principles thing. Like, the standard thing that they don't, like, Tories don't care about poor people or, like, non like white middle class people whatever like that's kind of like the the reason to not support them but or not or you know what i mean but like or not like like these politicians whatever but now like it's, with how things have been going in the last few years it seems like they're just a bunch of fuck ups who don't actually know how to govern you know how to run things it seems yeah, yeah man it's kind of worrying you know at least you may have like difference of opinions of how things should be should be run but you should be able to at least run it you know mm. but they can't even do that now it seems like that anyway man so it's kind of worrying uh, yeah it's kind of worrying like, oh no fuck the shit yeah what else has been going on nah man like, I'm enjoying this weather like that's what I'm doing yeah. it's still summer man I can't believe it it's the longest summer London's ever had man, I'm like, telling you it's gonna last years, man. until September man until September so? I think so like it's based on Ooh. no science and nothing it's just my my instincts this feels good man yeah man we actually have summer you know what I saw? Like, apparently, this weather is drawing like sharks into the waters. What? Yeah, like we're getting like all serious types of sharks now coming. Why? Because of the heat. Yeah, yeah, man, serious. What? How does the heat draw them to, to the British shores? I, I, What's the science behind that? 
Let me see if I can find out. But yeah, man, I know we're getting like hammerhead sharks and shit. What? Yeah, man. Doesn't make any sense. Like, I would I, like to know the logic behind this and the science behind that. Well, all right. Research on University of Southampton suggests new kinds of shark could emigrate or could migrate to UK waters as the oceans warm. Like, I know, like, cur they're currently found in warmer, warmer parts of the world. Uh, okay, I misread it. They're saying by 2050. Uh, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Oh, fake, fake news. news. Yeah, fake news. I'm fake giving you news. fake news. It's fake news. But it's saying, okay, it's saying in like nearly 30 years, we're going to get like new types of sharks because, okay, the weather's going to get continually warmer and warmer. And sharks that inhabit like, say, parts of Asia are going to be swimming in like British waters, which is a bit mad. Sharks found in Spain and Portugal. That's going to be a bit mad. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, not that it's swimming the Thames anyway, but still, like, hammerhead sharks is a bit deep. Yo, man, like, man, like, any good place to eat in London that you know of, yeah? Any good places? What's going on? What's going on? You're my hookup, man. You're my hookup. I need some places. You know what? One of the most popular restaurants in London is uh, Dishooms. You've been to Shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. You've been, been, yeah, you been to Shoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all right. And, man, listen, let me tell you something. When Dishoons was only in Covent Garden and it was the only branch, it was just off the hook, man. It was amazing. Okay. And one of the best dishes there, the best dish was like the calamari. Okay. And I don't know how they made it with the best calamari. Uh, what, what's special about it? I don't know. They had some like sweet sauce with it, but it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was just taste. It was just amazing. Because I think the thing with their food, I remember, it's not like just it's not just calamari. It's like some it's like Indian fusion. It's like Indian like. Bombay cafe tapas kind of, like you know. Yeah. But it was it's really good food, right? And yeah. so just now there's always a line outside, and yeah, they got a King's Cross places. branch. I hate queuing for food, man. I hate huh? I hate queuing for like like a restaurant. I hate that, man. I, hate I don't that. mind it. I don't yeah, mind. You're, I don't you're more about experience, sir. I'm, I just want the food, man. Like, yeah, but I want to experience the food. So if I have to wait, then I'll wait. Yeah, but like, Dep it depends on the place. But anyway, like, so Dishoom's got King's Cross branch now, right? And they got a brunch in Shoreditch as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've been to all three. And I don't know why, but Covent Garden was always the best. But anyways, so I haven't been back in a while. Right. I went for dinner last week with a friend. We went to Dishoom's. A friend, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know what? The food wasn't like as good as. I remember it like, and I've been to Dishoom's quite a few times over the years. How many times? Like, well, I don't know, man. You might need to count how many times I've been to a restaurant over the years. Yeah, numerous <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah, numerous times, man. I've been once. That's I know. Yeah, I, but I've if been... I've been once, I will tell you once, wouldn't I? All right, all right, all right. Man's getting angry about Dishoom. So, so I've been numerous times. Okay. And <laughs> it just you know what Africa's gone downhill, man. And this is one of the best, one of my favorite restaurants in London. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I was just like, I wasn't that impressed with it. It was all right. It was okay. It wasn't the level I expected it. And not just that, I was on looking at the menu. I was looking for the calamari, right? It wasn't on the menu. Ah, uh, okay. And I thought, what the fuck? So I asked the waiter and I said, oh, did you not remove it from this branch? And he tells me it's been removed from all branches of all the menus. And I was like asking him, why, man? Why would you remove like, what, your best dish? And he was like, it was one of their best selling dishes. Best selling. In the in the whole company, but they removed it because they decided it, calamari, fried calamari wasn't really Indian as a dish. Okay. It didn't resonate with their you know their cuisine basically. So they removed, and I'm like, you lot just got rid of your one of your best selling dishes. I mean that's just fucking stupid. That's interesting actually. Interesting. So I have to say, the shrooms it was good, but it wasn't. 
like I always suspect really high standards with the shrooms and actually I probably I felt like you know what I should have went somewhere else with dinner oh, damn. especially for the price you're paying now with the shrooms it's like it's fine it's not has the price gone up I don't think I don't know if it's gone up but it's not like it's not the cheapest option right it's not super expensive but it's not like it's not fucking cheap are you, right? are you not, trying like, to it's say, not like three pounds basically are you trying to say like the shroom is over I think for me the shrooms is over ah shit man yeah I have to I say think. man Big I talk. To, I have to say, I think for me, the shrooms is over, man. Oh, wow, okay. Like, as in, you wouldn't recommend it? Like, seriously, yeah? I would recommend it if you've never been there before, but if you're an old school, if you're an old school regular of the shrooms, I have to say, man, like, removing the calamari, like, I'm sorry, man, that's done. Just because the calamari? No, not just that, but the other stuff as well. It just didn't blow my mind. I don't know. Do you remember, Maybe, do you remember what you had? I had, like, a doll. Dish. Okay. I had like some fish, some prawns, um, I had some garlic naan bread. That was actually decent. Um, I had I actually had lamb brains fried in batter. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And it was and nice. It was all right, man. Lamb I think that, brains. Fuck. That actually no. that dish replaced the calamari. Okay. They need to bring back that calamari, man. They need to bring that calamari sure. back, man. It wasn't. Lamb it wasn't brains. amazing. It wasn't amazing, man. It wasn't amazing, but. Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed by that. So basically, that's my that's my restaurant review of like this week. Basically, yeah, you got any places that are good to go? Yeah, recommended stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Lamb yes, I, yes, I do. If you like fried chicken? Yeah, of course I do. I know you. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the way you said that, but yeah. Anyway. So, okay. if you like fried chicken, yeah, I do. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Korean restaurant. Okay. Uh, called on the bap. On the bap. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. um, yeah, I know that one. I know. That one. They have um, they got they got what three four branches in London. Is that all? Yeah. Yeah, it's set by a, you know authentic you know set by a Korean lady. Um, it's done really well. They do a lot of you know noodles dishes. They also do their own you know Korean fried chicken. Okay. Um, cool. Which, you know, for the foodies out there, you know, is Koreans uh, Korean fried chicken is different because they fry it twice. Right, they fry it once to cook it at lower temperature, and then they fry it the second time at higher temperature to crisp it up, and that's their technique basically, which makes Korean fried chicken taste a lot different than normal fried Britain fried chicken. But because they're so successful, so the lady has recently opened a new branch dedicated only to chicken. Okay. None of the other dishes really. Okay. So just it's just for chicken, and it's called on the dak. Okay. Okay. Which means dak is a chicken in Korean yeah I guess so yeah I guess so it's an offshoot of the restaurants and it's just dedicated to fried chicken and apparently the recipe for the fried chicken in, in on the back is slightly modified and different from the ones in the the main restaurants okay the on the back restaurants you follow me I'm with you I'm with you but anyways on the back Covent Garden right next to Chinatown small little place um like tiny and honestly one of the best fried chicken in London Fucking delicious. That's big talk, man. It's big talk. It's places. really good. It's really good. The sauces they have is really good. The garlic mayo flavor sauce with the chicken. Wait, when you, wait, wait, is wait, the wait. Best. When you say it's the one of the best, yeah, you mean like for like fancy fine fried chicken? It's not fancy. What are you talking about? What do you mean like it's on the? It sounds fancy on the it's back. Like, yeah, it's like five pounds for like. But it's a but, but I mean like compared to like say Morley's, yeah. yeah well, listen, we're not talking about fucking ghetto fried hey, chicken yeah, here, hey man. man. Like that's when I'm thinking fried ghetto chicken. Ghetto fried chicken. There's, there's, that's just a chicken shop. That's like 
the chip shop. They're using all the same equipment. They're all using the same. Yeah, but so like, man, some of those places do good fried chicken, man. Yeah, but it's it's not like it's, you know it's a franchise, right? It's like going to McDonald's or something. Yeah, it's all like there's a certain set recipe. They get it from the warehouse. It's not like it's not like some chef opened the oven. Have their, you know what I mean? Which, like, is what you, which is what you get more in like in America, right? What's, what, like, what's the like when you think of fried chicken? You think of these like the more the fancier places, yeah, like the actual. No, I think of, I think of both, but you know the culture here we have in, in London with fried chicken. The problem is, is that like all these franchises like Morley's and favorites and you know Dixie's and yeah. Sam's and whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like and Chicken Cottage. The problem with that is that they all like. An institution in terms of it's a franchise. They all use pressure cookers to cook their chicken, like KFC does here as well. We use, we use pressure cooker in the UK, and that seals it in and makes it like so they can cook it in like five minutes or ten minutes or really quickly. The machine does it for them, but because the machine does it for them and it seals it in and it's a pressure cooker, it's just full of oil. It's just all oil. it's just like using oil to like basically broil the chicken in a big thing of oil. Basically, in America, the difference is that you know all these places they don't use pressure cookers. They have they open you know they they open fry it as in like you know you have a big pot, uh, thing of oil and you kind of fry it like like, like at home right when like if you fried something at home you get a pot right you, you just get a normal pot with no lid you put oil on it and when it heats up you put your food in and you fry Wait, it you're telling me that in the basic chicken shops in America they don't use like pressure, pressure cookers they no don't. it's not it's not part of the culture are you there. sure are you yeah sure? I am sure that it's not part of the culture there so which is why when they use a pressure cooker and you see these TV shows in America. And they find a place that uses a pressure cooker. They can make a big deal out of it. They're like, oh my gosh, this restaurant has a pressure cooker. Look at this, this is amazing. Like, they make it as a big deal with hair. It's like everyone uses a pressure cooker. It's the standard, which is why our fried chicken here in these chicken shops are greasy. But over there, because it's all essentially like open air fried, like basically like how you do it at home, that's how it's all crispy, basically. Okay. And that's the difference is that like you got to have it open air to... So that it doesn't just absorb the oil. It's not just like seeped in oil. Oh, it's actually fried. Where the pressure cooker is using, I don't know how it works, but it uses pressure and oil, and it just like submerges the whole chicken in like a sealed environment, and it just absorbs all the oil, basically. Man, I kind of want to get some fried chicken like now, man. I know, man. I fucking know. Why did we talk about fried chicken? Yeah. I want to get fried chicken now as well. But my point is, is that when you're talking about chicken shops here, the, you know, the ghetto chicken shops in London, yes. that's what, they have the pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like that. But when we were talking about, you know, a you, restaurant you, or something. You're thinking like Cluck. Or is it, there's Cluck and there's Bird and there's... Cluck? There's one, I swear there's one called Cluck. Clutch. What, a chicken shop? Isn't clutch. it Clutch? What, why, why would... It, cluck makes more sense, right? Because that's what the sound chickens make. Man, I don't know what these hipsters call it, man. Well, you, you, you like eating there, though, don't you? I've never been to Clutch. It's, it's, I swear it's cluck. No, it's not cluck. What, but why does clutch make more sense than cluck? I've asked them, man. I don't know. Hey, I'm asking you. Like, I don't know, though. Hey, cluck makes more sense. Hey, basically, yeah, if it's not called cluck, we need to start a place called cluck. Okay. Like, cause, that come on, that makes, makes, that makes sense, That right? makes sense, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Come on, like, it has isn't to be. Isn't there a restaurant called cluck in Grand Theft Auto? What? San Andreas? cluck? Yeah, was it cluck chicken? I don't know. Uh, maybe I not. I can't remember. Sorry. I, I, hey man, that's all right. Sidetrack, yeah. But um, yeah, there's one called Bird. I mean, these, those places are like really hipster though, and they're really overpriced. And sorry, but they don't know. I from places I've had it, they their fried chicken isn't amazing, and it's really expensive for what it is. What the flavor? But no, no seasoning. Though. It's not just the season. It's just the technique of fried chicken is not. What, what do you down. mean? Te- what like in terms of the, what the texture? Yeah, the texture, the juicing. It's just like. Man, I don't want to put twenty pounds for this. Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get some I want some fried chicken, man. But on the deck, 
you should go check it out. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like, where, where is it? You said there's only one, yeah. Uh, on yeah, Covent Garden. It's uh next to Chinatown. You have to book it. No, no, no. It's just it's more like a takeaway place. It's not a restaurant. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's, really? an off, it's the it's the baby sister offshoot got on the back, dedicated only to fried chicken, um, instead of the whole menu from on the back. And it's more like a cafe takeaway place. It's not even a toilet there, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's just like, it's cheap, it's good. And it's dedicated purely just to churning out Korean fried chicken. And five pounds, you said, yeah? Five pounds, I think it's five fifty for like the small portion. Ah, okay. Um, What's this, how much is the small portion? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Like, what, like six or something like that? Yeah, six pieces or something. But listen, it's good, it's good value, like, and it's good, the sauces are good. And it's just Wings, tasty, yeah. man. No, it's chicken pieces and wings and stuff, yeah. Okay. It's a mixture, but it's it's uh, it's very, very good. And people I've taken there love it. Okay. And it's, honestly, it's uh, one of my favourites now. Definitely one of my go-to in London. All right, all right, yeah. Like, I'll, I think I'm going to head there, man. Like, not today, but, yeah, Friday. Like, I'm on yeah, that, man. I think people check it out, man. Shout out, shout out to uh, Korean fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to, like, basic... Get over fried chicken as well, man. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're holding people down, man. They're doing, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, yeah, I, I can't even think of like good places to go, man. I'm not a foodie. I, Don't I you think it's food. funny? Don't you think it's funny that like each area in London has its own franchise? I don't know how to start, but like if you go to South London, you have Morley's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like if you go to you know North East London. You don't see Morley's, it's a South London thing. Yeah, yeah. So how do they manage to keep their franchise in South London only? That makes no sense to me. Because if you go to North East London, you have Favourites and Dixie's. So we have Dixie's, yeah, right, yeah. In, 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 in Hackney. Yeah. But, um, but then you go to, like, Central London and there's Chicken Cottage. Yeah. Like, how did that dominate Central London? That makes no sense. And then you go to North West London and you have Sam's. Yeah. So I ain't seen the Sam's. The Sam's in my area closed down, man. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, got replaced by like what's that, Frank Amanka? Yeah. At a pizza place. Yeah, yeah. They open up everywhere now, man. Yeah, yeah, man. But, but like, right. don't you think it's funny that like each borough has its own like chicken franchise? Maybe it's like some gangster shit. Like they divide it up. How did that fucking happen? I don't even know how that. But you know, how, like say like at least in the TV shows, yeah. Like all, at least like what's it, Top Boy? All the gangsters have their areas. Like you don't come into my ends or his war. Maybe the chicken shops had something like that, man. They just carved up London. It's funny, man. That'll be jokes, like kind of believable, but chicken that'd be jokes. the chicken shot war. Yeah, man, that'll be jokes. Like I wouldn't be surprised either, man. Like, but KFC being the big dog just goes anywhere. Like you can't. Yeah, tell but me that's like an you know, American franchise institution. That's like the Americans whatever. like you can't fuck with us. We're, we're going where we want. You guys do your little scraps, whatever. But we're, we're gonna go here because we can. I think I don't know. I don't even know how this whole process of. Just using pressure cooker. Like, I don't know how that whole culture pressure cooker. It's, it's fast food, isn't it? And he said, like, yeah, but like fast food in America don't have that. Fast food in America is like they do things properly, like manually, like Wait, open air fryer. Are you sure, though, man? Man, I'm certain, man. Listen. Yeah, listen. I'm listening. I'm listening. It's trust me. All right. Yeah, you're. I trust you on food. Yeah. Man, when I go to America and I fried chicken, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is fucking delicious. It's proper fried chicken. All right, all right, all right. Like, really good fried chicken. And then here, it's just like, it's oily and greasy, man. It's not crispy. Is it not a point of fried chicken? It's supposed to be crispy. There's no point of frying something so that it's crispy. Yeah. How can you get a chicken and it's not crispy and it's greasy? Like, how can you say that, yeah, pressure cooker is the way to go? It's not the way to go. Man, I want Does it make any sense? Saying that, should we get some fried chicken? I want some fried chicken now, man. Like, man. Right. My mouth is actually watering. Like, I'm just saying, my mouth is watering. Alright, well, on that note, yeah. I'm right, calling man. it. Alright, man. Like, catch you later, man. Alright, next week, man. Yeah, so, next bye. Week, bye.